This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Bratt. The podcast follows the development and execution of our critically acclaimed off-Broadway musical, Good Morning, New York. We open at the Players Theater January 11th, 2020. That's less than a month away. It's probably about three weeks away. Previews start on the 9th. Get your ticket now, goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. We also have an album on Spotify, so get your ticket, listen to the album, and we'll see you there. Now it's the holiday season, and the Good Morning New York team recently was invited to Cabaret at the Circus, a holiday benefit for Broadway for All. If you're wondering what Broadway for All is, its mission is to transform the American stage and screen to reflect the diversity of America. So it trains young artists from all income levels and backgrounds to go into film, Broadway, and TV, and it shapes a new generation of artists and makes inclusive work for all. All. Our team got to go, Zach Holden and Chrisette Evanson, which are leads for Good Morning New York, got to go alongside myself. And it was quite a fun experience. Um, so before I talk about our experience, and we also have a separate podcast where we really go in depth of what happened behind the scenes at this benefit, because we um, did a little red carpet special as well, which was fun. So <clears throat> before I get into that, I just want to say that I made a donation. And if you love supporting the next generation of theater, and if you love supporting diversity, I recommend you make Make a donation for Broadway for All too because they're doing great stuff. Now we got to speak to one of the honorees, Dana Shea. She stopped by. Before we get to that uh, that interview, I want to talk about the wild day that I had as just a Broadway producer because I feel like a lot of people uh, who follow me on Instagram get this look into my life that is mostly appearingly if that's a word. It appears to be glamorous at times, but let me tell you, it's not. It's really not because that day was insane. So it started off with me waking up as always. I woke up and the night before, um, I had to print a bunch of sheet music and get ready for our very first band rehearsal. So we were supposed to have, and we did have a band rehearsal the same night that the Broadway for All event happened. Otherwise, I would have invited Jackson Bell, our music director. I wanted him to kind of come along, but he had to lead that band rehearsal. So I agreed to, you know, get all the materials ready, print it, put it in binders, give it to Jackson, and then I'll go to Broadway for All, and then he does the band rehearsal. So we're really good at um, um, managing our workload like that. Also, you know, he's a music director, so of course, he has to be at band rehearsal. I do not. I prefer to. I like to, but... On that night, in particular, I sat it out. So the night before, I spent all night printing, hole punching, and then taping the sheet music together. Because if you listen to a different podcast, you guys have to know that sheet music has to be laid out a certain way. You want to have the very first page on the left side and then the second page on the right side. So when you're looking at the first two pages of a um, song as a musician, you don't have to turn. You only have to turn when you hit the third page if there is a third page. Jackson laid it out a lot uh, really well for the bass and the drums where there's only two pages. So there's no page turns at all. You just see both. But the complicated part of this is printing because you can't just do double-sided pages because sometimes that first page lands on the left side and then you have to flip to get the second page. So what I did, I'm taking really deep breaths right now. Oh, so my editing software that I use to edit this is um, not working and I'm not able to upload stuff. So I have to record these podcasts straight live from my app, 
which if I have pauses or breaths, um, that's how we are now and I have no time to figure out why I can't edit. So, oh, there's a breath. Let me take one more big one. So this podcast today and then um, potentially future ones, it's just going to be me doing a straight shoot because I can't edit these. I used to be, I used to like edit out my big breaths, but whatever. All right, so back to the music. So, oh my God, why am I breathing so hard? Oh, okay. Anyway, so when it comes back to the music, so basically what I had to do is I had to tape, I had all the songs printed for drums, bass, guitar, and piano, and then I had to print, Kitty, no! cat's knocking on my door and it scratches at it and then it eventually comes in. This is the worst. Oh my gosh. This is the most amateur podcast I've ever done. Well, hope you guys like it. Back to the music. So what it comes to is um, it's about 70 to 100 pages per instrument, I guess. So I had to print them all out, print them all out of singles and then tape the pages together to make them make sense and then hole punch it all. It it took hours. I was up the whole night organizing and then doing half of it and then the next morning I had to do the rest. But I also had to print the score, like a conductor score, which is very different. There's a whole episode about this. It's like 50 bucks for this nice, very big, it's like 11 by 17 score that has all the parts that Jackson can look at. So I also had to print that um, the morning of the Broadway for All event too. So I wake up and I go to FedEx to print the big score, which took about 30 to 45 minutes. And while I was there, it was so funny because this lady like ran in and she was like, I need to print these right away. And then the FedEx lady was like, there's a line. And then the other lady was like, this is unacceptable. It's my job to get this stuff printed. And then the FedEx lady was like, well, you need to be more responsible with your job. It was very funny. So I just kind of sat while I'm trying to print my score. I'm just witnessing this lady who clearly waited until last minute to print a lot of stuff. And this poor FedEx worker um, doing doing the best she can do. And it was obvious that the FedEx worker was not interested, the FedEx printing worker was not interested in the lady that was yelling at her. So she pretty much prioritized everything else before the lady that was yelling, which was great because that was me, me and my score. So I got my score. It looked wonderful. And then I headed home and just started hole punching, continuously hole punching and taping the sheet music together. This took like between, I don't know, an hour and a half to maybe three hours to do. And then uh, Jackson Bell came over to meet me. Uh, he's our music director, co-composer, yada, yada, yada. Happy birthday, by the way. I'm recording this on his birthday, the 16th. So if you see him on the street or if you see him on Instagram, just uh, say, hey, bro, happy B-Day. He came over and then um, we continued to, <laughs> to hole punch and tape the sheet music together so then he could carry that and give it to the band. And now I know this might sound familiar. Like, didn't you already do this? Yeah, we did. We already did it for the album launch, but... When we we, we, we we wrote some things and changed some things. So when it was time to like do that Broadway show and add the transitions, it's much easier to just print it all print it all and then tape it all again opposed to like deciding what changed in every part from the album to the show. It's like not even worth it. It's much easier to print. So we spent hours taping out hours. <sighs> Sorry, I'm yawning. I spent hours. Uh, he was there for about an hour helping out. So then he gets the books, and um, as usual, we're all chatty, 
And then I realized, oh my God, I'm running late for my appointment, my stylist appointment. Because for those of you who watched the, um, or just saw the photos, I had a very sexy blue dress with my thigh just sticking out there. And that appointment was at four. But Jackson and I were printing from about, or were working on the music from about two to 3.45. So it comes to the point where I realize, oh my God, it's really time to go. So um, he goes one way, I go the other way, and it is pouring outside. So not only did we spend forever on this sheet music, but there's also like none of us have an umbrella and we have to protect the sheet music, and then I also have to, I haven't done my makeup or my hair. So Broadway for All starts at 6. I, or we were going to meet at 6, I was getting my dress at 4, and at 3.45, I was not ready at all. I had no makeup, no hair, no nothing done. So Jackson and I say, peace out. He takes the subway, I take the subway, and then um, it is pouring outside, so I run into 260 Sample Sale. And 260 Sample Sale is a sponsor of this podcast and of our musical. What they do is they donate, um, they do pulls for our show. So they will let us, they will loan us a dress or two from their current sale and we just promote it on Instagram, which is why you keep seeing me post about that blue dress. I run in and it is packed. I think that it was like the early sale for those who have... Um, I don't know why. I, I was just packed. It's always packed. I love 260 sample sale. And I run in and I'm like, there's a big line outside the door. And I run in and they're like, you can't cut. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I have a t- sponsorship with you guys. It's like a deal. Where's, where's Amanda? Where's Amanda? Amanda's the one that helps me, um, put this marketing deal together. They, uh, bring Amanda over here and she's like, okay, cool. Nice to see you. Let's pick out some dresses. So 260 sample sale, um, by the way, what they do is they have designer outfits at, at really, really, really good prices. So every week they have new sales coming in. And this week was the Alice and Olivia sale. So it was packed. And, um, oh, you really get like the best outfits for so cheap. And for me, I just get it for free. I just get to wear it and then I return it. And if I ruin it, then I pay for it. So that's, that's the deal that we have. And, I had to buy one for myself and one for Christea. Sorry, Zach Holden. Zach Holden is our lead in our show, but Alice and Olivia is just women's clothing, not men's, so could it get Zach? There's another deep breath again. This is what I edit out, by the way. I edit out my deep breaths because sometimes I talk so fast, I just like get ahead of myself and I can't breathe anymore. I'm going to breathe one more time, then I'm going to keep talking. Uh, Yeah. All right. So I then run in to this sample sale and I find the gown section which they have it all laid out and I have Christina's measurements and I know mine and I lost a lot of weight recently. I, for those of you who maybe listen, I've lost about six pounds in a very short time due to like stress but well it started with Europe. No, it started with 54 below. I was really stressed, and when I get stressed, I can't eat, so I lost a little bit of weight. Then I went to Europe, and I ate a lot, but it was all healthy because Europe has really good food restrictions, so I lost a little bit more there. Then I came back, and I was fine. I gained a few, and then I got stressed again, and so I lost even more. So in a short amount of time, I've lost about six pounds. I guess it's not that short. It was early October. I lost a few pounds, and then... 
I maintained that. And then in the past two weeks, it just like dropped. Um, but it's all good. And I fit my dress, which is great. And also today I had coffee cake and a Starbucks coffee. And I'm going to, there's an open bar and open buffet tonight and another holiday party I'm going to. So I'm going to stuff my face. Okay, but back to what I was saying. And I'm, I'm not sure if any of you are interested in this glamorous life, but it's not glamorous. I'm just saying what goes into this stuff. Okay, so I run into the sale. There is a long line. It is packed with women. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have time to wait because now it's 4.30. I arrived late. The event starts in an hour and a half, or that's when I'm supposed to be there. And I, I don't have time to wait in this line. So I just, um, earlier in the day, I asked Jackson, I was like, what color should I wear for my dress? And he's like, blue, like a nice, um, a nice blue like that building. And he pointed to a building that had the same color as the dress that I wore. And I was like, okay, great. So, you know, I didn't, I don't know if I was actually going to take his recommendation, but it was so easy to like walk in and be like, oh, there's the color, that, that, there's that dress color that Jackson said. And then look, it's my size. I'm going to take it. And then I got one for Christea. I didn't try them on. And I just, you know, I just, I just was like, you know what? Do or die. I'm going to get this. I'm going to wear it. And if it doesn't fit, then that sucks for me. I'm going to make it work because I have no time. And so in a matter of like five minutes, I was in and out of there. And then I get out and then it's raining so hard, but I don't have an umbrella. And I'm also still kind of in my pajamas. I'm not in my pajamas. I have this thing where if it's winter, I don't dress up under because I'm not going to take off my coat. So I'm wearing um, yoga pants and I'm wearing a Victoria's Secret shirt that says bed is bay. And I didn't take it off at all. So no one at the 260 sample sale saw. But I'm running around in this stupid outfit. But then there's it's raining and I have nothing to cover the dresses. So I unzip my coat and I put the dresses under my winter coat. And so now everyone can see my shirt saying bed is bay. And then my hair gets ruined. But the main priority is to protect the dresses like Jackson and to protect the music. And so I hop on a subway, head to my apartment. I blow dry my hair. I, I somehow managed to completely do full hair and full makeup in a matter of 30 minutes. And I take that from when I was a reporter way back in Nebraska and Grand Junction. You have to learn how to do your makeup really fast. So, I mean, I just, I just went for it. And then I was, um, the Lincoln Center is only a few blocks away from where I live. But the problem is I, it was raining and I had this dress and heels that, that, barely touch the ground. So I couldn't walk without the dress touching the ground and then I have to pay $600. So my goal for the rest of the night was to protect the dress. And also you guys saw like my thigh was sticking out. And a fun fact about that, two days prior to that, I was doing my hair. What was I doing my hair for? I don't think it was a date. What was my hair for? I don't know. I was doing my hair for something at work and I left the curling iron. <clears throat> I, I am able to sometimes curl my hair at my desk. So I was curling my hair <clears throat> and then I accidentally put it on my thigh and I burnt myself. So the dress slit that you saw in the nice blue dress, you see a big burn mark 
from my curling iron from a few days ago. I don't know why I was curling my hair a few days ago, but who cares? Anyway, um, so I have to protect the dress and I have to pretend that there's not a big scar from a curling iron. Not a scar yet, but it might scar. No, it won't scar. It's just heat. It was a temporary heat thing. Okay, so then I get to the circus and it were, our goal was to be there at 6.15. The doors open at 6.30. I arrived early and for a brief second, I didn't think they were letting people in and I thought I was going to have to stand in the rain. And the hardest thing is to have to carry your dress and your purse and your backpack and film equipment and like try to protect it all from the rain. I took a cab for like four blocks. I've never felt like such a loser in my life. I mean, four blocks for a cab? Oh my God. And it was like $13. It's ridiculous. Okay. So we go in and I wait, and then Zach arrives, and Cristea arrives with the dress that I picked for Cristea. Did it fit? It did fit, but, like, the trail was very long, so a big chunk of that dress would have been touching the floor, too. So she just opted to wear her dress, which I agree with, because that was a great dress. And also, some of the floor was wet. So I'm very happy she opted to wear her dress, opposed to the loans dress that probably I would have had to pay for if it got wet. Ha. <sighs> And then we had fun. <laughs> and we, we were going to talk about our whole experience on a different podcast, just like our reaction to what happened behind the scenes, because we went there to do red carpet interviews for the honorees and to talk about um, Broadway for All and to experience the whole thing. So it was pretty fun. That's a whole different podcast. This is just what happened before that. And now that you know how crazy my day was, you know, it's not all glitz and glam. And honestly, a lot of my life is mostly me running around in yoga pants and a weird shirt with no makeup and no hair and just making sure it all looks good. So that glamorous part of my life is really like a 2% thing. And the rest of it is 98% of it is me running around working my absolute butt off And it's always weird when people reach out um, on Instagram and they're just like, wow, you must be so proud of yourself and like what a glamorous life you have. And it's like, I mean, the glamorous stuff gets in the way of what I'm actually trying to do. Does that make sense? I, I like writing and I like producing and the glamorous stuff sure as hell helps promote that and makes, gives me this presence that... I need in order to the show for, in order for the show to succeed. I think that yeah, going to these galas and these events, and these red carpets, it does put our show and myself on a new level, but I don't I don't consider it as like my main priority at all. I, if anything, I consider it as things that just get in the way of what I'm trying to do and I'm trying to produce a show. Um and I love doing it though. It's just you, it's not like homecoming where you have weeks to plan for it and you get to pick a dress and if you can't find it the first time, you'll go shopping a few a few days later and then like you'll just shop around for a dress and the next day you'll do your outfit and then you'll do your hair and you'll find the right shoes. No, it's really like, oh crap, this event is in 24 hours and I have to wear something. Let me quickly contact my stylist 
and see what I can come up with in 24 hours in between producing the show. So I just want you to know that. It's fun. It's a good old time. Certainly not my priority. Um, But what I do like about Broadway for All is I actually kind of want to team up with them for Good Morning New York. I want to see what I can do if I can give them like some comp tickets for the students. I love their mission and that was very rewarding to be there. It was really, really fun. But I just want you all to know, I don't, I'm not in this for the glamour and the glitz. It's fun and I really enjoy it, but uh, a majority of my day is built to do other things. Like today I sat in bed all day and I just sent email and email and email. I'm off on Mondays. So I just sent all these emails or I'm off from my day job on Monday. And then I ordered stuff for the show and the set and then I did some marketing stuff. It's um and then tonight I have another party so I'm going to look all fancy. But but I I just can't tell you enough. It seems fancy and it's a fun time. But really, it is absolutely not my priority. And so if you guys want to get in the industry and you think that this is what what it's like, you will probably experience the same thing where you're so busy, you're so passionate, and oh, there's something fancy I have to go to? Cool. Um, I'm going to have to whip that up really quick. That's all I want to say. Now let's go to my interview with Janice Shea. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I said the name wrong and it's 20 minutes in and I can't edit it because my editing software doesn't work. It is Dana Shea. Let's interview her. She is the executive producer for A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Um, and also Escape to Margarita. Yeah, Escape to Margaritaville. I've been talking for 20 minutes. I can't edit this podcast. It's a good interview. It's a short one, though. So we talked for about four minutes about investing. And I learned a lot. And I hope you will, too. Let's take a listen. Hi there. I'm Jacqueline with the Making a Musical podcast. Okay. And it's about... Hi, Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So it's about developing an off-Broadway show from start to finish. That's what our show does. It's for this little thing right here, Good Morning New York. So we open a month. And I have a question for you because I overheard you talking about investing in your first show that you invested in. I know that when you start shows like me producing at a very, very small scale, it's hard to get those investors. So what was the first show you invested in? Well, it was a Broadway show. It was? It was. Of course. I had a friend that was a sound designer and he said to me, um, hey, I'm co-producing this one. And I was like, what does that mean? He said, well... I'm raising money and then I'll get like a little above the title credit. And I'm like, oh, well, where are you getting the money? And he said, people. I'm like, what people? Reg- regular people like me? And he's like, yes, anybody can invest in, in theater and in Broadway. And I said, I didn't know that. And then I went home and my father had just passed away and he's the one that gave us all in my family the passion for Broadway. And I talked to my husband. I said, didn't that sound interesting? You know, get to go to opening night and do all these things and support new art. And he said, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I said, let's do it to honor my dad. So I did. And then I caught the bug. (laughs) Because I like producing a musical is fun, but I thought to myself, what is an opening investment? And do you have to be like really rich? Or like, what is like that number for someone who wants to try? for for, for Broadway, it's a high number because <laughs> 50, only because 75? 25, oh. mostly because the number that we're trying to reach is so high. Um, on a play, you know, it's usually four million dollars you're trying to raise, and nowadays 
a musical, it costs like $15 million just to get to day one. So if you did it in really small numbers, it would be very hard to do. Um, Off-Broadway is a different, different story, and I totally encourage you to do whatever it is you want to do, can do. Um, I, I'm, perf I'm actually interested in seeing a commercial Broadway, uh, Off-Broadway, be revived. Because, you know, like 20 years ago, there really was a lot of commercial off-Broadway. And now it's mostly the nonprofits that are only able to do it. I did one show off-Broadway that was commercially successful. But that was largely due to the title and because it was such a cool show. Um, it was a woman in London did a version of Sweeney Todd. And you got to come in to Mrs. Lovett's Pie Shop have pie and mash, and then experiencing the show like you're in her pie shop. And Sweeney and everybody was like right around you. So oh, that's great. we did well with that show. So let me ask you this before you gotta go, I gotta let you go. Sure. When you're looking for a show, mm -hmm. what is that, what do you want? When you're nice. like, what's the show that I want to invest in or produce, like what is something you love? I am looking for a show that has great music that I can come out of there and these tunes are in my head that I want to sing them, that I'm excited about what happened in the story. And nowadays, I'm always thinking, did this story tell a story of more women, um, more people of color, other cultures? Because America isn't just a bunch of white people, and I want to see Broadway reflect the people I'm with on the subway, because that's what America is. It's all kinds of people. And so those are the kind of musicals that I'm attracted to making at this point in my career. Nice. Well, thanks so much Thank for talking you. to us. Nice yeah, nice you. to meet you. I, I hope you course. have a fun night. Thank you. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. That's Jana Shea, everybody. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Sorry if it was a little amateur today. I do not know how to fix my editing software. Because what happened is I edit on GarageBand and I recorded on my phone, but for some reason, GarageBand is not uploading to Anchor. So, I don't know. Anchor FM is the platform that I use to do a podcast. You can have your own podcast, yada, yada, yada. You've heard the ad before. So, thank you for listening to my podcast. Buy a ticket to our show, Making a Music... Oh, not Making a Musical. It's goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. Tickets start at 42 bucks. We open January 11th. Get your ticket, free booze if you're 21 or up for opening night. We're also on Spotify. Have a nice day. Bye.